look at the whole thing and how you can move forward in the best possible way. How many years have we been going 90 miles an hour? Nobody stops and takes a break. And this is just kind of the Earth's way of saying, hey, things aren't moving in a positive direction. We need to step back and look and see the, what's the best foot to put forward. You're listening to Find the Good News, Episode 78, The Spiritual Gumbo, a COVID-19 Beacon Series conversation featuring Carl and Chelsea Boudreaux. Find the Good News is produced by Parker Brand Creative Services, a branding agency that thinks sideways, pushes forward, and gets your brand up. See what else we do at parkerbrandup.com. Today, human beings all over the world are making social and economic sacrifices to stop the spread of the coronavirus pandemic, COVID-19. Now, I'm going back to visit with many of the good newsy guests that helped build the foundation of this show to learn how they're navigating these strange times. In this special Beacon Series episode, I visit with Carl and Chelsea Boudreaux, owners of the Yoga Center and Stellar Beans in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Carl and Chelsea were the first couple I visited with on Find the Good News, so I thought it would be great to check in with them during this COVID-19 distancing to see how they were modifying their businesses and personal lives to cope. I'm so thankful that they shared their time and advice with me. As a small business owner myself, it provided me with some comfort knowing that they were facing some of the same challenges, but more importantly, that they were using this time to be creative with their solutions. With Candor, they offer solid human advice for anyone that's still trying to figure out how to sail these seas. The bright light they offer is perspective, applying the spiritual and wellness practices that have defined their businesses and personal lives. Even with all they have to do in adjusting their two businesses and their personal lives, they still took the time to visit with me, and I am thankful. With this COVID-19 Beacon Series, I invite you to take a break from mainstream news and spend some time with good people that are dealing with some of the same struggles you are. Now, seek out that inner space, relax, open your mind, and press play on a little good news. Wake up, it's morning, dreaming up the story I can hear, the way it's going, cause you're laughing in your sleep. On the path to your deliverance and a holy wall of light. Old news, bad news, fake news. Sometimes you want to shut those signals down and seek a better source. With my Find the Good News Beacon series, I tune into good people doing good works wherever I can find them. I scan across the full spectrum of life, seeking out human beings that have turned their dials towards helping others, aligning their time, resources, and talents with goodness, justice, mercy, and love. In each episode, I sync up with the hearts and minds of my extraordinary guests. We have dynamic conversations that invigorate the mind long after our transmission has ended. I discover the critical life experiences that shape them, the perspectives that drive them, and the fundamental beliefs that have anchored them to a path of goodness. There's a lot of background noise in the world. My name is Oren Parker, and I'm cutting through the static to find the good. Everybody that's been on the show 
from my perspective, are really special people. They're somebody who has a mission to do good or to be good or to influence their community in a positive way. And I really thought it would be interesting or maybe even helpful to other people to hear how they're dealing with this. I mean, everybody's life is so different. And so what everyone's facing day to day is different, even though we're all dealing with the same problem. Yes, definitely. I know that we're always thinking about everything as a whole. And the thing that gives us a little bit of peace is knowing we're all in it together. We're not out there alone. Right. Right. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking. And it's, and I've been blessed, honestly, and I hope that the listeners are, are blessed too, to get these perspectives because every time I talk to somebody, even though we may not work in the same industry or we may not have the same family dynamic or, or support group, whatever that may be, I am learning something that I can use every single time I have one of these. So I really do hope the listeners are getting that. And I think you guys are perfect for this because I'm, I'm sure y'all are facing things that you're going, what in the world? I mean, just out of nowhere, every plan you have just has to be reinvented. Yeah, every day it's a new invention. The last week we were open at Stellar, it was like every day we're trying to figure out the best way to keep every all the customers safe, the, ourselves and employees safe, and it's, it was just becoming a nightmare quick. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. Well, and even on the yoga side is, you know, we're – we're always talking about awareness and we go through our day-to-day lives without thinking about how much we touch our face, how many things that we touch that could have germs on them. So this is bringing a a new set of awareness to us. And as we move through our daily lives and trying to keep that sense of cleanliness and the virus away. Yeah. It's interesting you bring that up because I've been thinking it's this kind of event kind of takes and y'all are the perfect people to talk to this about actually because i know y'all are going to know what i'm talking about every teaching and every philosophy that you've studied that kind of works directly hand in hand with what y'all do and i know the way you live your life you know teaches mindfulness and inner being and slowing down you know like even thick not hans tea meditation where you you know, smell the tea and then taste the tea and then think of all the things in the tea. You know, we teach these teachings are designed to get us to slow down and interact with these things. But what this event has reminded me of is how many things, just as you said, Chelsea, I'm interacting with every day that I am not mindful of at all, like a doorknob. You know, I mean, I'm not right. mindful of the doorknob. I mean, I don't I don't I, I disrespect it to some degree, if that makes any sense. Well, yeah. And then you see people out there in the in the public and you're trying to bring awareness to them. And some people aren't really feeling it from their heart. I don't want to wear gloves. I don't want to wear a mask. But you're not doing it just for yourself. You're doing it for your other loved ones, old and young, um, all of the friends and other people that you may or may not know. And it's just taking that a step further to be safe out there in the community. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That in, you're you're really describing that. I mean, and look, I'm sitting here making it about a doorknob, but you're right. It's about other people, our actual creature. How do we interact with them? Are we conscious conscious of how 
we are affecting them by our just our presence. And right now we have to all be so hyper aware of our of our presence, our vicinity, our distance. What it, you well, know. yeah, and even taking in the side of how much stress this brings on us. We're holding our breath a lot. We're dealing with a lot of downs right now and trying to be there for each other and pick each other's spirits up. And it, it really involves everyone because we are in this all together. So It's a great time to uh, – go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. I was going to say it's a great time to practice compassion and uh, selflessness because you're, you know, everyone's given up so many of their daily routine things that they want to do for the health of others. Right. Parents or parents. It's interesting because on the Stellar Bean side, and just for the audience, because there may be listeners who don't understand exactly who I'm talking to. So you guys are, uh, this is Tr- Carl and Chelsea Boudreaux. They're the owners of Stellar Bean and the Yoga Center in Lake Charles. Um, and those are really right kind of next to each other in the same part, part of Lake Charles. Two very different businesses that sort of have a synergy together. But I can imagine um, that everything you learn from being in business at the yoga center is probably been useful as a lens to look at how to deal with this for stellar bean and maybe even vice versa, right? Like some of the precautions you're having to take at stellar bean perhaps are highlighting things that you go, Oh, maybe we should also be applying the same thing to the yoga center. Is that something y'all have experienced? Yes, absolutely. And Carl, uh, and he'll probably explain to you the the fogger that he got. And we've had that at the yoga center for years, and we're able to use it over at Stellar Beans as well. Carl, go ahead and tell him about that. Yeah, it's a uh, the actual chemical is a uh, a mixture of essential oils and plant oils and and things like. That. Use it in hospital big uh, food cafeterias and stuff like that and it just cuts down a lot of the viruses and bacteria and we initially got it because we hold hot yoga classes at the yoga and it just keeps the place smelling great you know, you know all always clean so whenever right now again the stellar beans just out of your day and especially the areas where our older folks you know uh, the morning crowd that comes in yeah. What has been the, what were the first challenges, you know, when this first started coming? I mean, you said that earlier that it was like day by day, you know, you had to kind of change your routine or change your plan of the way you were going to deal with this. Uh, what was the first thing? What was like kind of like wave one of that for you? The, probably the, the yoga center scene at first. Yeah, the yoga center, you know, you always have your space. So we just had people space out a little bit more, and that was an easier side. But at the yoga center, I mean, at the Stellar Bean side, people like to congregate. It's like the living room of Lake Charles. It's very social. People come in. People are hugging and shaking hands. And that was the first step that we had to get people to kind of distance each other and even take out a couple of tables and some chairs so that they could be more aware and mindful of their surroundings. We kind of changed up the flow of how we were having folks order. And that 
was initially when we we're trying to keep folks coming inside to order, but it was just too much of a crowd to try to handle and, you know, try to police to have people keep their distance. And I think people are doing it now, but it be, at the beginning, it was really hard to navigate. Our employees were kind of scared of the, the whole deal going on. But then I think we worked that way for about a week, and then we just started doing takeout and delivery, uh, which for a coffee shop isn't the the you know, route unless you have you know drive through or something like that. Right. What was the? I mean that that's something. I mean I kind of I follow you guys online, and so I, I try to keep up with what's going on with with everybody that's ever been on the show. And I mean part of keeping up. With y'all, I did get to see some of your photographs, and I saw that very quickly you guys did take action for sure. But I was fascinated at how many different changes y'all kept having to make because it would, you know, the news would change every day, you know, of what we could or couldn't do or how serious we needed to take this. Um, how have your customers responded in, in general? You know, they've responded really well. Um, there's so many different walks of life that come into Stellar Beans as well as the yoga center. And as we would implement each step along the way, they went with the punches. They they flowed very well. We had a couple of people who maybe didn't understand or didn't realize the severity of what was going on. And once we just kind of explain and act like it wasn't any big deal, this is stuff we should be doing anyway, washing your hands, sanitizing different things. So as we do this, it brings awareness to them and maybe they start implementing some of the things in their own homes and cars and household, things like that. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I mean, I, I wondered about that because I know every business has got different challenges. I mean, and for us, we don't have a huge traffic flow through our office. And the only time we interact with customers is when we have a scheduled meeting, you know, whether it be the first meeting or whether it's a regular meeting. So for us to just communicate digitally with them was almost the norm. Now, granted, we're we're all mobile at this point, working from our home office, and we're just meeting digitally uh, through video conferences now in the morning with our clients. And that hasn't changed anything for us, but because our business is definitely tied directly to how well other people's businesses are doing. I was, I had sort of this little, um, panoramic view of each of our customers and watching the pace at which they were making changes and which ones were doing what and, and the different protocols they were putting in place. It was, it's been kind of, I don't want to be dispassionate about it, but it's been kind of fascinating, to be honest, to see what different industries feel like they need to do or what they don't need to do, which ones felt like they needed to shut their doors and work from home and which ones had to figure out ways yeah. to remain viable when you don't have foot traffic. Well, yeah, I know Carl and I would wake up every morning yeah, and we would discuss what was then. going on and we would take it from there and decide, is it worth opening with putting other people in danger, maybe people who weren't seeing, you know, the big picture of everything. And whenever we moved our table to our front entrance area where no one could come in, it was a really nice spot to be able to communicate with people with a lot of social distancing and without people coming into Stellar Beans. But um, just creating that that place of 
communication and socialization, but knowing that we need to have that distancing to let this thing level out that curve. We're just trying to do every step that we can. Yeah. Well, y'all have been creative, though. I mean, that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to y'all. I mean, y'all really have been creative. That's that's what I – I know everybody's trying to do something, but uh, I don't know. I've just been kind of fascinated, to be honest with you. I'm proud of you guys, too, for what y'all have done and for standing your ground a little bit, too, because, you know, I do know there's that going to be that odd – that odd customer every once in a while that just doesn't want to do this and doesn't want to participate. And y'all have handled that. Yeah. And, and they may not understand, well. but we don't want to put anybody in undue danger. If we could do one small part to make an impact on this in a positive way, then we're going to do that as much as we can. Yeah. What has this shown you guys as far as, the value of um, your businesses, you know, that you have two different, very different businesses, but what has this taught you in that regard? Like, wow, these people really do still want to interact with us. They love us. They love what we're offering. Um, have you all experienced that where you've just went, wow, people really still want to see you succeed, even though they have to change their relationship with you uh, physically? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and that's what really keeps us motivated to, that keep going and come out of this thing, you know, even better than before. Yeah, it has been kind of nice work. though. Uh, it is interesting to see people out and about. I mean, you know, when I do get out, um, I have to go to my office every day to check the mail, you know, and check on any things up there. But, um, it is strange when I get over there that there are still activities going on. People are still out and about, um, you know, for all intents and purposes, unless you were, you know, getting down and going into trying to go into a business, you may, you may never know anything was going on, you know? Yeah. No, you, you'd never, uh, you know, there's a bunch of stuff still downtown open. The corner market Luna's is still doing stuff. I think Panorama's closed down uh, a couple of days ago, but I think uh, Rick and Jack's is still going strong. Okay. There's still a bunch of stuff going on down here. It's just not enough for the really small business to really make it worth it. You know, we, you have, I think we usually have about four or five employees on at one time and it, you really need that amount to get, keep everything running well. And the last week of business was just so slow. It wasn't worth it. Yeah, no, that's difficult. I mean, well, I mean, everybody's facing that, you know, we have a small business and very small team and, you know, you have, some contingency plans, but there comes a point where you're like, how far do you want to let that go? And how long is it going to go on? You know, you can prepare for a lot of things and hiccups and have some things stored away. And I've done my projections and, you know, I know what they are, but there will come a stage eventually if it continues too, too long where I'm going to have to start tying some things off, you know, and going, okay, well, these are the things I got to tie off. And there's, I've kind of made my list, my projections based on what it looks like out there of when that's got to happen and what those things are, you know, and how many things do you cut the blood off to before you're finally cutting the head off? You know I mean? Yeah. And I know right. that that's gone. That could, I don't want that to be what happens. I hope that's not what happens, but I'm just trying to be realistic that that might be something that I have to face at some point. I mean, it's not today, but it could be three months from now if this isn't getting any better. 
Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you're starting yeah. to prioritize things in your life, what's essential, what isn't, and then looking at your future on, okay, when this does, you know, open back up, how are we going to proceed from there? Right, right. I had a conversation yesterday with another past guest of the show, and we kind of got into that territory about we keep hearing the, and I'd love to get y'all's opinion on this. And I honestly, I got to acknowledge how I, I think it's beautiful how each of these conversations I'm having is almost making the next one more robust because each person gives me new things I hadn't thought of before. But we were talking about how people keep saying, I can't wait for things to get back to normal. And on one hand, that's comforting the idea of normal. But then you have to go, okay, the best time to make a change for the better sometimes is in the midst of tragedy or chaos when there are structures that are falling apart. And you go, okay, if I'm going to go forward, I don't need to rebuild the same anthill, you know, that I built three weeks ago. And it makes me wonder if you've guys, if you guys have had any thoughts about normal and what that might mean for the future. Have y'all have been having conversations essentially to go, hey, maybe when we do start to see the lifeblood come back, maybe we should do things differently going forward? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Do you want to go first, Charles? Well, yeah, <clears throat> I really think that it it makes you take a step back and look at everything again as a whole and – Whenever you realize that maybe something wasn't going the way that you wanted it to go, then you could step back and reevaluate everything. We could by no means foresee that the whole world was going to be shut down. And from there, it's kind of taking a break in life to catch your breath, to really analyze and Look at the whole thing and how you can move forward in the best possible way. How many years have we been going 90 miles an hour? Nobody stops and takes a break. And this is just kind of the Earth's way of saying, hey, things aren't moving in a positive direction. We need to step back and look and see the, what's the best foot to put forward. And I'm happy. I know it. I'm helping. Sorry for interrupting the conversation, but I have something I need to tell you about. You may or may not know this, but this podcast is produced in the city of Sulphur, Louisiana, one of the sister cities that make up Southwest Louisiana. All of my childhood memories are wrapped up in the city of Sulphur. It's my home, and it's been a good home for most of my life. There is a growing diversity of unique businesses, services, and events in Sulphur, each with a rich and colorful story to tell about their particular place in this little jewel on the west side of the Calcasieu River. My mission is to promote good news, to put a positive signal out in the world. That's why my team at Parker Brand Creative Services has created the new brand, Sulphur Today. Here's how it works. Post your Sulphur event, service, photos, videos, or information using the hashtag SulphurToday. That's it. My team and I will scan and curate those posts through the social media platforms we've put in place. Before you make your post, just type hashtag, that's a pound sign for the folks that don't know what a hashtag is, 
and the words sulfur today with no space. My team at Parker Brand is monitoring this tag right now, and they're ready to create positive digital curb appeal for our city by sharing all the very best Sulphur has to offer through the Sulphur Today social media pages. As the Sulphur Today project grows, we will be scheduling interviews and video sessions with businesses, events, and services so they can tell their story of Sulphur Today in a series of ongoing micro-documentaries. Look for the eye-catching Sulphur Today sign when you're out and about, and be ready, we may be stopping by to visit you for a photo op. And don't forget to stop by the Parker Brand Creative Services Studio in Sulphur to grab a Sulphur Today decal for your vehicle or business. We want people visiting our area to know that they can find all the wonderful things we have to offer with ease and be a part of our history by utilizing the Sulphur Today pages or by searching the Sulphur Today hashtag. Do you want to help us tell the story of Sulphur Today? Here's what I need you to do right now. Visit and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash sulfur today. And be sure to share positive sulfur information and post often using the hashtag sulfur today. Now, back to find the good news. Yeah, it's like a pause or a refresh. It almost feels like a spring, you know. But I think the way we do things is continuing, but the way we feel about them and handle them, you know, business and these things aren't near as important as they were to me two weeks ago, you know, keeping, uh, you know, helping the family stay safe, shopping for our parents, you know, elderly relatives. But, you know, you kind of have a shift in perspective of what really matters, you know, being at home with the family a lot more is a lot more rewarding than putting in a, you know, 20 hour day. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I've noticed that in myself. I mean, we did something where we took like a middle of the week break because, you know, one of the things I've noticed with me is whether, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty good at managing my mind and my stress. I mean, granted, nobody's an expert. I mean, maybe someone is, I don't know, but I mean, I try to be vigilant with those things. So I, I've imagined folks that aren't vigilant with those things and what they might be going through. And I noticed when I started thinking about that, it kind of, I noticed this little, uh, stress buzz that I wasn't quite aware of because I'm looking around going, well, there's a lot of things I could be stressed about, but I'm managing them. But even in managing them, there's still this undertone that's sort of still keeping a little finger on the pulse of, all these stressors. And when I go to bed at night is when I'm feeling it the most I've noticed is like, it just, oh, yeah. I feel heavier in my head. I wake up heavier. Um, I mean, I'm not feeling anxious or anything, but I guess those undertones of fear, I just don't want to succumb to those things because, and let them become the guys that are driving my cart, so to speak, and telling me where to go. Cause then I, I wouldn't be, that's no good for anybody. You know, I noticed whenever all of this first started happening and things started shutting down, um, Amy Herbert over at KPLC asked me, so what are you going to do now? And it was the first time I was asked that. And I said, you know what? I actually don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You know, I've always had my day laid out and, and each moment of what I was going to be doing. And then this threw a different 
uh, perspective on everything. And then you take a step back and you start thinking about that fear, the uh, anxieties that are welling up within you. And especially at night, whenever you're winding down, instead of playing everything over and over again, just knowing that since we are all in it together, we're all going to be working together to bring it to another place. Sometimes we need this disturbance in our life to get a perspective of everything so that we can do better. So as we're getting this break, how are we going to make the next moment better? Mm, Yeah, good, good advice, a good perspective for sure. So one of the things we switched up initially, Chelsea was talking about, what are you going to do now? For the yoga center, we're trying to do online videos. There's a ton of stuff out there, you know, live videos. And we're really not into the Facebook live and and stuff like that. It's just, you don't have control over the quality and things like that. So we're trying to put, we actually started this many months ago, putting together an online school and this kind of just jump started it and got me off out of the fire into it. So we're doing videos for yoga. We'll see how that goes. You know, I enjoy teaching students, you know, in person and hands on. But, you know, we want to keep them involved and give them something to practice while we're out. But uh, so that's what we're learning, how to how to do these films and stuff. For Stellar Beans, it's really just preparing for afterwards. Mm. You know, we're going to get back going. You, the employees that are no longer working, you know, we essentially had to lay them off. They're still all employees, but essentially they're laid off. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get that whole crowd, that whole crew back and, you know, and just move forward from there. But it's, uh, it's going to be a big mess and a, a lot of work to, to get back to where we were, but we're confident we'll get it, get can it I, back going. Can I ask you something and you don't have to answer this, It's a, but it's probably a little, it's a little touchy because nobody's talked about this yet. And, uh, I haven't really talked about it with any other people. I don't have a lot of friends that are in business with employees, but I think it's important to talk about the psychology of that because I know you guys, and I know that y'all are loving people and you care about people in your community. And I know you care about your employees, you know, having to be in that situation where I may face that at some point and I'm, I'm not there yet. But like I said, my timelines, again, that could happen. And I got to be prepared for that. I mean, that's something that's very difficult to have to do. And y'all done that. You know, like you said, they're still employees, but they're laid off. But I know y'all, and I know that has to bring feelings inside of you or awaken feelings that you're going, man, I never really wanted to feel these things. This is something, this is one of the hardest things. Is that kind of what y'all are experiencing? Yeah, that that keeps us up at night, definitely. Yeah, uh, I know on our, on my, well, on the yoga center side, they're all independent contractors, and most of them have another job and different things like that. Right. So, you know, my heart is still with them, but knowing that they possibly have another form of income. But the people who depend on us, our employees at Stellar Beans, it, it's our family. And we worry about them just as much as some of our customers that come in and trying to check on each of them along the way and let them know that we're still here for you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for small businesses, especially, I'm sure we're not alone in this, but we 
operate on small margins. You, yeah. you know, pretty much operate week to week. You know, you get in, you get out. So you definitely want to take care of your employees first, which we did. We, you know, held out as long as we could, you know, yeah, could do it. And before we had to close that down, but it, yeah, it's tough. It's going to be tough for a lot of small businesses. You know, if you are properly prepared and had a, a big cash reserve, this, you know, may not be a big hit, but you know, majority of folks out there don't have that, that backing. And so it's going to be a, a big climb for businesses. We have two small businesses that are both closed down, but we're confident and we know, you know, we're going to bounce back. We're going to be okay. We have a great community and, you know, a, a lot of different opportunities out there, but there's going to be a, a bunch of small businesses that'll need some help. And hopefully people will step up and try to keep them around. Yeah. Now, I appreciate y'all talking about that. I just I know that, the, like, as you said, a lot of small businesses all across this country are facing that. And you you had made a post about, you know, the first of the month coming up. And right now that's that's a scary time. I mean, we're just a few days oh, away yeah. from that. And we're all counting every cent at that point, you know, going, OK, I've got my lease. I've got my utilities, everything. I mean, every bill you have due most of the time, it's coming out on the first. And, you know normally as you said you you've gotten into your um cicadic rhythms i guess of that with your business you know about what you know what the seasons are going to bring and this is just such a major major world changing event global i mean i ne- would have never thought a globe there would be one global event nah. You know, that would affect everyone the way it has. And, uh, yeah, how can a small business, as you said, that operates on small margins, we're not preparing for those things. I don't have those kinds of redundancies in place to protect no, me no. for this scale of an event. Well, and then a lot of the, the small businesses, you know, you have your capital for startup, but throughout all of this, you're using all of your money just to stay alive with your your foods and your utilities and your rents or your house notes. So then whenever you get back to the business and all of your capital is depleted, how do you get started from there? But we're all going to be in the same boat and it makes us think outside of the box. So look at how, you know, on the yoga side, everybody's moved to doing a lot of videos online. That was something that never really interested me, but it's it made me step out of my comfort zone and experience a whole new side of teaching yoga. Yeah. And then we'll just be creative with ways to get all the rest of the businesses going. I imagine with y'all with that, this is something I mean, I'm just now really thinking of talking to y'all. And I guess I could compare that to me too, or any business. It makes you realize the value of the people, the specific people that are spearheading these businesses. Because if it's just sort of brand X corporation, and it's a, let's just say, I mean, a yoga corporation, I don't know what that even looks like, or if that's even a thing, but let's just say (laughs) that was the type of yoga center that was in this community. And those, it was just sort of facilitated from somewhere else that could potentially disappear because there's people go, well, I like the yoga, but I don't have a connection to these people. But with you guys, there's this high value because they, y'all are directly, you know, entangled with these businesses. You didn't just create businesses and walk away and then they just run and someone's running them for you. Y'all are intimately Involved, So that's probably going to be the saving grace for so many small businesses where people go, hey, I love those people. 
I love their business, but I love those people. Uh, we hope so. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we really hope so. And, and we create um, relationships with so many people. So many people know, like Mitch, that walks around downtown with his guitar. He comes in to Stellar Beans every single morning. I'm continuously checking in on him to make sure, you know, he doesn't need anything, even doctor's visits, things like that. Whereas at the yoga center, it is all membership based. And there's people who are contacting us saying, we need to cancel our membership. Well, we've turned around and we have suspended all drafts for now because nobody needs that money coming out of their account that they're going to need for their own life. Yeah. And but trying to find other ways to provide a sense of well-being and peace and serenity amongst all this chaos. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I have this sort of other track in my head (laughs) and I'm not not to be pessimistic, but I have to be honest and go, okay. Things are okay today. The lights are still on. The water's still running. We're all doing okay. The grocery store supply chain's still moving to some degree. Um, the government seems to be functioning. What and, and I have opinions about that. I won't get into. Uh, <laughs> they're not super positive. But yeah. right now, everything's still kind of held together, you know, by these big nodes. But let's just say things don't go good, and it doesn't really stay held together. And all of the and this whole old economy thing just kind of breaks apart, which I mean we can see that it could. The potential's there. Um, we'll have to lean back on people again and and caring again and, and you know, knowing who the person next to me is and extending some compassion and love to them, just as you said at the beginning, you know, that we're gonna have to lean back on those things heavier. Um, so I'm kind of preparing myself that that could also be a reality. I mean, I have no preference almost to be honest with you because I don't know that a better world wouldn't be, uh, not based on that old system. You know, I don't know that I've never lived in it. I couldn't tell you. You don't even, yeah. And you don't even know what's yet to come. I mean, look at all the other, um, big types of uh, lifestyles. You know, you had your Egyptian lifestyle, and at some point in time, it crumbled. You have the different dynasties in China and how they changed. Well, this could just be a changing point for the world today. Yeah. But what's the next step? We can't foresee it until it gets here. Yeah, it's true. I mean, <laughs> everybody's been talking about that show on Netflix, Pandemic. I, I had watched it, and there was a scene in that movie. I was actually talking about it with a coworker today in our morning meeting, you know, where one of the gentlemen that was they followed in that show, he was standing in Rome, and he was looking at all these beautiful buildings, you know, and all these structures that are, you know, basically defunct government now or defunct uh, systems. And it's, you know, at the time— I mean, they're beautiful, and you see great accomplishments, and it was at the peak of civilization, I mean, or, or whatever that means, civilized society. And then, the, and then the time at that peak, they could have never imagined a time when that didn't exist in that form. And, uh, you know, he was just saying that we need to be prepared, that we may someday face that time ourselves, that the way we've done things just is not going to be the way we can do them going forward. Yeah, absolutely. It it really does feel like this is one of those times in history where things will never be the same. There's some things, some ways that we've done things that are going to change forever. You know, how we deal with other countries, healthcare, all these things are going to change. And people's attitudes are going to change towards each other. Imagine if this goes on for a month or two and just this where 
hungry for connection. So we're finding all these new ways to connect digitally through, you know, I'm, we're FaceTiming with my parents now who, you know, barely know how to use an iPhone or iPad. So you're making all these new connections and you're open about them instead of being, you know, oh, it's social media. I'm not going to do that because it's social media. There's people that hate social media that, you know, it's their lifeline now. It's how they know their kids are okay. So I think our attitudes are going to open up a little bit more, hopefully, and be more accepting of other people's ideas, alternate ways of doing things, and people's space. Right now, it's all about space. You got to give, you know, six foot of space. That's yeah. hard to do. We're always in everybody's business. Maybe that, you know, maybe that's the big reveal is, you know, give people space to live their life without imposing what you want to put on them. That's beautiful. I like that. I really like that too. Yeah. And it'll be less of a me, me, me world and more about an us world. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was writing the word. I was, I don't know what today, and I'm sure somebody's already saw this, but for me, I was doing one, a morning reflection and I was thinking about the phrase America first, you know, and with what's going on. Oh, I know what it was. People, someone had made a comment online in one of my feeds and they said, you know, now America's finally first at something, you know, and they were kind of being crass about how we are the, you know, the most cases in the world. And uh, then it started this sort of chain reaction of, well, actually, we had we're the country that had the most incarcerated people. So we were already first. And it was like this almost like checklist of negativity. They weren't yeah. wrong about those things. I'm not going to say that's bad, but I was like, yeah, but you can stay there. But anyway, I was writing the word America first down. And when I got to the word, I was right. Hey. M E. And when I wrote M E, I realized what you just said, me first, you know, I was like within that word America first, there's this me first. And I was thinking, you know, that really for me, uh, needs to be flipped to we first, you know, when you really yeah. need to take yes. some kind of new attitude going forward. I don't want to see things get back to selfishness again. You know, I really don't. Yeah. Me neither. Look how the environment's been cleaned up, too, all over the world. I mean, we're seeing like these – I love looking at those images. Like in Italy, the water's clear. Uh, you know, you've got these, the smog in China has just disappeared. Oh, yeah. yeah. In L.A. My sister lives uh, in southern L.A., and when last time we went to go and visit, you couldn't even see Catalina Island because of the smog. But that's all lifted, and you could see for miles. Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? I mean, it's kind of just what you said. It's like the earth almost giving us a little little shake, you know, and going, hey, I got to get a break for a minute. <laughs> I need to, I need to heal and it will heal. That's the thing that's beautiful in such a short amount of time, seeing that happen very quickly within a matter of a a month or two, you know, globally, as this has been spreading, I mean, you're seeing that happen and I'm like, wow, that's a fascinating thing to watch it almost function as a creature's, uh, it's, it's own immune system kicking in to kind of protect itself. Yeah, and now that things are starting to bloom and look beautiful, it's just it's kind of a, a it's like new beginnings contrast. Yeah. yeah, new beginning. Yeah, I love that we're talking about new beginning. That's a great way to frame this because I mean, you guys are fa- you know we're all facing this stuff, and I mean y'all are facing particular things. But to take that perspective, I mean, it's it's awesome. Is that natural for y'all to just take that perspective, or is that something that's just cultivated, or maybe both? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, life. I know with myself, I try to find um, something positive. We can always look 
and find something negative about anything. But if you really start looking from your heart and finding something positive, then it becomes more instilled in you and becomes stronger from within. Mm. But it takes a process. You know, I'll, I'll get frustrated and I'll get depressed and I'll get, you know, scared and all these things. But it's that you always have to go through those kind of things to feel the relief afterwards. And it's just figuring out how not to be stuck in those feelings for too long. I get angry and then I go through it and then I feel good. And I try well, and to I think, that think Carl and I, Yeah, Carl and I really have, um, a, I guess, a, a leg up on things because we support each other so much. And whenever one is down, the other person is there and trying to pick them up. And we're, we're a unit together. Yeah. Solidarity. That's beautiful. That's that's important. Yes. And I, I feel really bad for those folks that are stuck out there quarantining alone. I don't know how you could do that for, you know, two weeks, three weeks, however long it's going to be. Or even There's the little of- ones. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's true. That's a parent's job. I mean, I, I, I agree right now. And, and each of y'all have brought that up, that... One, the fact that you care about those people that are alone, it tells you that you're thinking about others and they're, they're a mystery. Who are they? You don't know them, but you know they're out there so you can extend your feelings to the stranger. That's a beautiful thing, in my opinion, and uh, a great gift, honestly, that I hope more people will cultivate. But then also thinking about how we are handling this uh, in front of our children and the children of the world, you know, because they want, they're looking to us to show them a better way and the right way, you know, and I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I was, I'm open about this. I grew up with an apocalyptic mind, you know, watching movies and fantasy. And I mean, I loved action movies and all that. Well, I mean, if you go look at them, the narrative is a lot of it is some kind of big tragedy and there's some hero and a a group of survivors and, Those types of shows are still being made today, and I always enjoyed that. But you don't realize when you're enjoying something that it's imprinting on your brain. So I grew up kind of thinking, oh, someday there's going to be some event that's going to screw everything up, and we're all going to have to figure it out and survive together. And, you know, I've got to say, like, I'm not, again, not trying to give myself a, a spiritual ribbon, but I will give credit to all the different wisdom traditions of the world, because if it weren't for those things and those people that have created those sort of eggs of knowledge for us to access, I might still be thinking that way, you know, I, to, to know that those things are out there and you can plug in and they're going, hey, there's a better way to deal with suffering than the way pop culture and the, the the loud mouthpieces in the world are telling you, you don't have to ball up your fist. You don't need to ring barbed wire around your property. You don't need to dig a bunker. If you, if everyone deals with it through these other, these, these great sources of wisdom, the world can be better. I mean, that's just what yeah. I believe. Yes. Eh? And I'm happy. I know it. I'm I hate to pause the program, but I want to ask you something. Did you know that you can help me and my team at Parker Brand Creative Services grow the Find the Good News signal? For less than a fancy cup of coffee, you can become an Early Risers Club patron on our Patreon page. What's Patreon? Well, it's a way for creators to fund their projects by pooling support from those really passionate people that believe in what they're doing. Do you believe in what we're doing with Find the Good News? 
I hope you do. We believe that there's already enough negative news in the world, even right here at home, and that good people doing good works deserve a platform to speak from too. That's why we created Find the Good News, and we believe in that simple mission. Maybe you believe in it too. If you do believe in finding and sharing good news, then head over to our Patreon page right now or check out the link in the show description. For a commitment of $3.33 a month, you can join the Early Risers Club of Find the Good News Patreon supporters and get access to the B-Sides, a patrons-only podcast with the crew behind Find the Good News, Parker Brand Creative Services. Each time we level up, the Patreon rewards will get bigger. If you're tired of old news, bad news, and fake news, help support Find the Good News at patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. That's patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. Now, back to the episode. That's what we always turn to are the, you know, the proven teachers and leaders that came before. We're always throwing out books. There's a book for every issue. And we're just talking about the four agreements to our our son just yesterday. You know, this is a great book to deal with. You know, they're having some issues with some of their friends that are dealing with this. They're alone and stuff. And so we gave we, we talked to them about that book that, you know, there's wisdom that you could go out there and seek. That'll help you use your mind or maybe even, you know, spring you into the next level of your life. But now, I mean, you could do that on YouTube or anywhere else. It doesn't even have to be a book nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. There's so we have I, I think about that sometimes. I'm glad you brought that up because what a blessing to live in this time. I mean, there was a time I, I think back when. People didn't have, I mean, people who are Christians, for instance, they didn't even have, they didn't have Bibles, so they were dependent on someone to translate it for them and share that with them. You know, they maybe had one Bible in a whole community. Uh, There was no printing press. There was no written word. I mean, if you lived in a society that had an oral tradition, then you were getting things passed down within the tribe or that, you know, generational community. But otherwise, you had to, uh, you were dependent on encountering it somewhere or getting a teacher to translate that to you. Now you can really, like you said, I mean, go to any app. There's a, I mean, audio books, videos, you name it. It's almost like we're overloaded with it, but we don't access it enough in a way. Well, we access it, but, 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 but the real blood, sweat and tears application of it and going, I've got to put this to the test and see if it's going to work in real life. Does it yeah, work at Stellar Bean, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then you, you also have to, yeah, you also have to take um, each uh, step that you, you, you do take with a grain of salt because depending on how you feel in your mind and your motivation and your inspiration today might be a little different than tomorrow. And it can create or pave the direction or the journey that you're moving forward within. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting. I, I posted something this morning because I had a conversation yesterday and you know how sometimes words kind of fall out of your mouth and you're like, I've never put those two words together before, but I like that. And it was elastic compassion. And oh wow. The word elastic, you know, I use the word compassion all the time, but I've never really used the word elastic with it. But it, it for me it created a great visual and, and what you just said made me think of it again. 
it's good to also have an elastic spiritual journey. You know, you, you've got to be malleable and elastic enough to go, Hey, I might be meandering off what is considered the right path here, but my journey's elastic. I can still go a little bit to the left for a while and be pulled back into the path. You know, I don't have to feel like I've yes. went divergent off into thorns and, you know, into dark forest, you know, over here. Yeah, you don't have to be so ingrained in one particular thing. You could just kind of float around like a feather from one, you know, modality to the other thing. And but it, Well, yeah, and we're from Louisiana, so it's like a gumbo. You could add in yeah. the things that make you stronger for who you are. Yeah. 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 I like that. You might have just named <laughs> your episode, actually. I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really do appreciate y'all taking the time. I think this is, I hope that people who listen to these are going to get something out of it. I mean, whether they're a small business owner or whether they're a couple, um, whether they're parents or whether they're somebody sitting alone, quarantined in an apartment somewhere with no network. I just hope hearing voices like y'all's does something for them because honestly, and I'm glad you mentioned those people too, because you're talking, when you say that you care about them, it lets them know that there's other human beings out here. We may have totally different circumstances, but we have not forgot that you exist. Yeah, right. you're not alone. Yeah. And shop for your parents. You know, ah, yes. You, you, don't, you don't want your older folks going out there doing the shopping. So take some precautions for other people and look out for your neighbor and all that. But, you know, first and foremost, keep yourself and family safe. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then you also have to think about the people who do have lower immune systems or different things that there is their challenge. And they may not be the ones that are getting out, but their other friends and family are for them. And what are you bringing back with you that could affect them? So it's bringing that awareness even deeper for every step along the journey from going to the grocery store to unloading your groceries to how you bring it in to your home. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, yeah. You bringing that up, I mean, that's something that I started doing pretty quickly once this all started. Because again, I think I still have that little, that old sub program of survivor in me from my youth, and uh, it was like cleaning every package off and cleaning everything that I touched. You know, anything that came from outside the home in the home had to be sanitized. And that's a lot of work. I mean, it's a, it takes so much longer just to go on a grocery run than I ever, the whole family's like going, man, we've got gloves on. We're cleaning, wiping these packages down and all this stuff. And then we go store it in our pantry and you're going, and again, look, first world problem. I have access to those things, which is a blessing. I want to be honest that I'm aware of that, but I am going to say it is a huge shift to just normally I go by uh, a pack of, I don't know, spaghetti I mean, it's coming from the, from my hands to the bag, to the store, to home, and on my shelf, you know? I'm not cleaning that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, you'd never clean that. Who cleaned their groceries? No. Right. I know that we would, we would laugh whenever all of this very first started, and Carl started right in with uh, the awareness of cleaning everything and washing your hands as soon as you get into the house, even if you didn't think that you touched anything. In and late we February. Went through- Yeah, and we went through a little bit of, oh gosh, he's at it again, but he (laughs) was right on. He knew, and he kept us all, you know, very safe, and and he was doing it from his heart, because he he just 
knew what was coming. Yeah. I, I stopped visiting my dad probably about mid-February, oh, right before wow. cases started. I guess before they start showing up or right around when they showed up in the United States. It just didn't feel like, you know, it was going to go completely right. Once, you know, we heard that we may have been misled about how long it had been you know, taking hold there in China. So I started prepping a little earlier and I was worrying myself, you know, am I being a little too much too soon? But yeah, you never know. I can look at better it better to be safe than sorry. Yeah, I can actually relate to that because I did, I did a, maybe not quite that early, but it wasn't much longer after that. I started having that feeling. And again, I thought at first I went, oh, this is that old impulse trying to rear its head and make you like, you know, start stocking up because I did, I've done that for everything so far. And I was like, I just don't want to live that crazy life anymore or have that, those bees in my brain about it to where it's all I think about. So this time though, I kind of almost disregarded the feeling just a little bit, but then I don't know. I just kept going every day. I was getting up and the news was getting more and more, uh, frequent. And then I thought, you know, yeah. I, I got to be honest. Do I have enough trust? That was my thing, too, was do I have enough trust in all these information sources to be giving me the full picture? And I, my answer was no. And I said, I think I need to trust yeah. my gut on this and just start taking some pre- pre- precautions. Not not crazy precautions, oh, yeah. but like sensible yeah. precautions, you know, I mean. Sensible. Well, and somebody even made a comment somewhere on social media that if nothing comes of this, that was the point. Hmm. But – Something really big came of it, and we're all learning every day new things that we need to be doing, and then hard-headed we are as humans, and we think that we know better. You know, oh, I'm not going to get hurt doing this. Well, you know what? You might not, but somebody that you love might. Right. That's right. We had some really kind of flippant customers the last week that we were opening and that kind of worried me about how people were taking it seriously you know some of the younger people I had one younger person act like they were going to touch this older guy who was clearly a little scared of it and, and it just you know that kind of thing it's like you really see different you know personalities and traits come out in people and Man, things like I'm, that i'm actually glad you brought but, that up yeah, it's that you, you that the one thing that you can't control is the public. And whenever you work with the public, so that's what we had got to the point with is that we can't control the situation. I can't guarantee my employees will be, you know, won't catch the virus every day. And I can't guarantee my wife or kid. So that's what we decided. But I think now more people are taking it serious. But there was a little time where you there was enough folks not taking it serious that it that it was worrying me. Yeah, I did see you make a, a post about that, and that concerned me um, when I saw that because I kind of had a suspicion that just like that. I said, I wonder if people are, well, especially when they started shutting school and stuff. I thought, I wonder how many young people are going to really realize that this is the reason school is out is because they need to be careful. And you know, you saw nationally that obviously that was not. I mean. The TikTok, yeah. the TikTok coronavirus or COVID nineteen challenge or whatever they called it, that just blew my mind. I mean, that people were licking poles and toilets and 
Are oh you serious? Goodness. No, y'all I haven't seen that. that. Yeah, it went around. No, I'm no. oblivious to TikTok. Oh, it's kind of like to me. Yeah. I mean, I am too. Only I know it because I have kids who have accounts. Yeah, and they show me stuff on it. But um, j- yeah, just to kind of talk about that for a second, and it really goes right into what you said. Um, so TikTok's a little bit like Vine. You remember Vine where it was like the short yeah. videos? Yeah. So it's a little bit like that. I would say it's probably the the new Vine if I had to put it in a quick category. But yeah, so there started like a tick um a a coronavirus challenge and it was like, you know, I'm young, I can do this and watch I'm gonna go lick a dirty surface. And this is like going all around the country. Well That unfo- is insane. Yeah, it's insane. Unfortunately though, now uh some of those same young people have now contracted COVID nineteen, you know, and they have problems. And and you know that's it's honestly kind of like the early naysayers that were saying it was a hoax and it's not real. I mean, the unfortunate thing is real people are dying no matter what you believe, you know? Yeah. We've already had, not real close, but in through family, friends, two folks have already died from uh, COVID. Really? You know, that's, so it's going to start getting closer to your little web of friends and family. So the more, not to scare anyone, but, you know, the more that you follow the rules, I feel totally safe being, you know, in my home, in my two businesses when we come, just Chelsea and I. And so create your little safe spaces and, you know, stick to it for a couple of weeks and we'll all come out better relaxed and hopefully rest, maybe not relaxed, but hopefully rested. No, you're right. Well, and I really think that parents need to talk to their kids too. We're all about the same age. We remember when the challenger exploded. I know I was in fifth grade. I was sitting there watching it and that made an impression on me. And I went home and we talked about it in my household. And I still remember all of that. Well, kids, even younger than fifth grade, they're going to remember this. And how the parents talk to the kids can really educate them and can be a much more beneficial tool for the future. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to be the parent, you know, the kid 20 years from now talking about their parents. Yeah, my parents didn't believe in the thing. And, you know, half my family died of the of the disease. You don't want to be that, you know, that kid. Yeah, no, I agree. So, how we, how we, um, how we impress upon or imprint upon our kids during this time is super valuable. I think, you know, yes. it really is. And, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm not, I mean, truth of the matter is I am kind of enjoying working from home again. When we first opened, we worked from home all the time. I will say I'm a little less productive because you know, it's, there's a little lunch to do and you got to kind of, at least you don't want your kids to get cabin fever. So you got to get outside and go do something with them, but I still kind of have to, I'll be a little bit married to my workstation to some degree, but I, I definitely love this space. I love hearing them. I love knowing they're here. There's something comforting about being around the people you love. And I want to make sure oh, they yeah. know that this isn't just a yes, it's about protecting ourselves, but it's also about us enjoying each other's company. Yeah. What other time are we going to have this opportunity for the whole world to shut down? enjoy it enjoy your family enjoy learning a bunch of time to learn a bunch of time to grow fix your businesses if they're broken and uh yeah it's a bunch of positive stuff that could come out of it we could save a yes. bunch of folks if we stay home so. yeah and lots of communication is what we absolutely need yeah absolutely whether it's communication with your family with your employees with your friends but also communication with people that you don't know because there are people out there that are by themselves yeah yeah no, I that's saw right. something 
Yeah, I saw something online where um, a lot of the parents were getting their school kids to write letters to um, people in old folks' homes and mm. um, nursing homes, things like that. Just something for that, um, I don't know, something a little more personal, something to let people know that they aren't alone. It's interesting. I'll, it's kind of jars my memory. I uh, I wasn't going to bring this up. I really never bring this up. But we uh, sponsor a child through Compassion International. And uh, oddly enough, the child that I kind of, I didn't particularly pick this child. I, I kind of let my heart just guide me. But ultimately, when we got his details, he and my son were the same age, had similar birthdays and, and within days of each other. So to have the, a connection to a young boy in another part of the world was kind of a beautiful experience. And I write him, you know, through Compassion International, you can write them letters and tell them what's going on in your life, ask them questions, and then a translator, you know, translates your letter. And then they will give you a letter back. You'll get a letter back from the child. And they'll draw pictures and things like that. Having that child has been a big blessing for me because he's not here. And so he he's sort of like this constant reminder that there's this child that we're connected to in another part of the world that that was sort of my lifeline of communication was this organization, Compassion International. And, you know, I'm totally dependent on them middlemanning these communications. And, you know, I know that this has caused a hiccup in that whole program. And I started thinking about all the kids in all the world that are sponsored by families like ours and others and how there's this whole other, I guess, sector like that of children that really kind of depend on your financial support and your communications for their heart, too. And now that's all just sort of drying up temporarily. Now, granted, Compassion is doing everything they can do, and they're keeping you up, keeping us updated on his situation and what it's like in his village, and you know what whether the they're safe or not. You know that type of information that you'd want to know from anybody you love. But I don't know. I guess it just makes me think of all the all the structures that are in place that that really are suffering right now. And then by default, those, those groups out there that are in the fringes that are going to suffer too, you know, not just whether they catch COVID or not, you know, if they're dependent on a loving communication with somebody and they look forward to that, that's like a little ray of hope that is not there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just, well, like Chelsea was talking about some guys that come into Stellar every morning you know, in essence, that's their home in the morning. That's where they visit. They catch up the whole day and they go home and they, you know, who knows what they do. They may go home for the rest of the day and just stay there all day. But that's, you know, there's a lot of folks missing those uh, emotional and spiritual connections just with everyday people. So if you can reach out to them through text, we've had people contact us, you know, so-and-so's number, I'd like to text them or just call them and things like that. Or, so think about some of those people in in your spare time and reach out to them to say hi, check on them, see how they're doing. If they need some milk or bread, they can't get out, go pick it up for them. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's that's what's sad. There's some real. There's got to be folks out there hurting by themselves. Yeah. And with a partner, it's hard enough, you know, dealing with all the the day to day numbers and tallies and estimates and guesstimates and all these different things. Yeah. But uh, in the sense of unknowing of, of the future. 
Sure. I mean, you know, that makes me think about Lily. You know, she just had a baby. I mean, literally three weeks ago, you know? Yes. And you go, you come home from the hospital and your situation's already not perfect by society standards. And, um, but you're still hopeful. But then within days of coming home, the whole world starts shutting down. There's a sphere oh, factor wow. in there. And so I know just in talking to her, you know, she's like, yeah, I mean, my mind, in my mind, sure. I mean, I've got, first of all, you're dealing, you know, she's dealing with hormones and then a new child and the child's changing week by week, of course, as babies do. And you're just, and the world is changing as well. And it made me realize how fragile it all is. And, you know, how we, we have these narratives of like baby showers and pretty cakes and cookies and rockabye babies and all this scenario. It's like a movie, <laughs> but the reality yeah. is, you know, for some people that isn't what they're facing. They're going, man, that's not the fairy tale that I'm living right now, you know? And how many people it's are so hard. facing that? Yeah. I know uh, here at Stellar Beans, we were supposed to have a baby shower at the end of the month. One of our baristas was supposed to get married April 4th. She's had to move it back to June. And then our kid's 21st birthday is at the end of the month. And I mean, 21 is such a a grand number. And, you know, you're you're an adult there's so many things that you can do. So really, the only thing he said that he wanted to do was buy a Corona beer. Not to drink it, just to have it. <laughs> just to they have refused it. to drink it. Yeah, That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're trying to come up with something special uh, to do for the 21st birthday and uh, getting the family involved without um, actually being with them, but so that we could still spend it together, but in our own homes. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's like I said, thinking more creatively on how you can bond with your tribe. Yeah, I love that. I mean, modifying the rituals for the age. I mean, what a great lesson, too. I mean, I love listening to uh, Richard Rohr, and he was talking about how, you know, we really can take all of these rituals, like even like baptism, and we can modify that for the age that we are in. You know what I'm saying? And I, I thought, man, that's mm -hmm. such a great thing. And maybe we can learn that from this, these rites of passage, you know, and say, hey, graduation even, maybe we need to rethink that rite of passage in the traditional sense of the way we've been doing it, the normal way, the the old normal, and rethink this whole thing, you know? Maybe it needs yeah. to be... so much. Well, and even in money costs, there are so many things that we do in society that waste money. You know, I love big gatherings, but some things, you know, you could use that money to house all the homeless or, you know, a bunch of different things. Maybe our priorities will change and fix real problems and stop creating new, you know, frivolous problems. There's a bunch of frivolous problems out there that right now that are just kind of, you know, going by the wayside because you realize there's a lot more important things than, you know, forget to write your a letter to someone or anything like that, not inviting them to a party or not showing up for for different things, you, you know, focus on your family, your friends, your community, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, make I your mean, bond stronger. Yeah, that's right. And we can do that. That's even like me. I used to never like doing video calls, but I realized, I, I don't know, I always kind of shunned it. I was like, eh, I don't want to do that. I, I was antisocial to some, to a large degree, but I realized, but I do love conversations with people and, 
if I hadn't got over myself and tried doing that, then we wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to sit here and talk to you guys. I would still be shunning this wonderful technology that's allowing me to talk to y'all. And, and just, I, I told this to the guests yesterday, you know, just seeing your face move and to hear the, and the nuances of all that little stuff that you take for granted and that you really don't get through text. It, it's so much richer to be able to see you. Yeah. You the know? emotion behind yeah. it too. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. There's something that can, we can find lovely things through all of this. And I, I love that y'all are doing that. Yeah. I really do. So can I ask it's you this? Defi- no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's, it's definitely a big obstacle obstacle to me. I hate being on video, on audio, all that. But now you, you know, in this day and age, you have to kind of embrace it if you want to stay connected. Yeah, this is yeah. this is a great tool. It's, it's honestly better than a phone call. I got to laugh. I, yeah. I, I, my mom's going to hate that I'm telling this story, but I, I've been, I normally call my mother, but now that I'm at my workstation at home a lot and I've got all my, I normally at the office, y'all know, y'all have been to the studio the mm-hmm. microphones are all at the table, you know, and so I go to the table to visit with guests. Well, now that's not possible. So I've got all this stuff kind of hooked at my workstation. So it's so strange to have a microphone in my face, but I realize I, I kind of love it because I can just reach out to somebody just like I'm doing with y'all. And I'm like, wow, I can just see them and hear them. And that's anytime I want. So I FaceTime my mom, which I never do. I usually call her or text her. And, uh, she was laying in her recliner and she answered and she had her phone down and it was like the ceiling. And I was like, Hey, um, I can't see you. And she was like, Oh yeah, I'm laying in my chair. What's the deal? And I was like, well, no, I wanted to see your face. You know? And she was like, well, hold on a That's second. That's how my parents are. <laughs> and I laughed. I was like, yeah. of course I FaceTime you because I want to see your face. And it's like, you know, why would you want to see my face? But it's making me realize there's something beautiful about that, you know? Yes, that connection. Carl had uh, breakfast with his mom the other day the same way through FaceTime, and that was so special. Yeah, it, it's wonderful. I, I think and Michelle did that with her mother. You know, her mother's got some um, health issues, and so, you know, we really can't go over there or shouldn't go over there, and we haven't. But, uh, yeah, she did the same thing, and Eben uh, enjoyed that. I think it's just going to have to be this way for a while, and we can, we can make this work. I mean, it's kind of, honestly oh, yeah. a luxury. In, in a lot of ways. And I'm happy. I know it. This episode's Fishing for Goodies Fishbowl sponsor is Brimstone Museum and Henning Cultural Center in Sulphur, Louisiana. I don't know what you look for when you travel, but one of the things I look for when I'm putting together my itinerary is a unique museum or gallery in the city I'm traveling to. I do this almost every time I go to a new city, but if I'm being honest, I'm guilty of not always doing that very thing right here at home in Sulphur, Louisiana. That's really a shame because we have one of the most interesting, historically relevant, and culturally rich corners in any city in the country about two minutes from where I'm sitting right now. I'm talking about the Brimstone Museum and Henning Cultural Center. Have you ever really thought about why our city is named Sulphur? They've got a permanent exhibit on the history of the sulphur industry that answers that simple question and more. You really get a full scope of just how important the sulphur mining industry was to the development of Southwest Louisiana and the impact it had on the rest of the world. Yes, the rest of the world. 
On the same property, right next door to the museum, is the Henning Cultural Center, presenting some of the most interesting, modern, and culturally relevant local art shows I've ever seen. My dear friend Tom Trahan and the Brimstone Historical Society have really worked hard to give us this treasure, and it's a multifaceted jewel that I plan to take advantage of more often. You don't have to wonder what their hours are, or how to get there, or what shows are coming up. Just go to brimstonemuseum.org, like I did, and subscribe to their mailing list right there on the homepage. That's brimstonemuseum.org. Tom will make sure you start getting the announcements for each and every new show at the gallery. But you don't have to wait for the mail to arrive to enjoy this historical local treasure. You don't have to be guilty, like me, of overlooking a local wonder that conveniently sits next to the Grove, one of the most beautiful walking parks in southwest Louisiana. Drop in and say hi to Tom for me. Tour the museum and center, and make sure to tell Tom that you heard about Brimstone Museum on Find the Good News. Now, let's take that dive in the fishbowl. So look, I've got uh, I've got the fishbowl here with me. You guys remember the fishbowl, right? I don't know if you can see oh, yeah. it. But uh, since you can't stick your actual hands in here, if y'all want to play this <laughs> real quick... Uh, I'll draw okay. the questions for you. I thought it might be fun. The last few guests have kind of enjoyed it, and I, I've enjoyed it, too. So if y'all are game, right. I'll start drawing some questions. I'm okay. Gay. Oh, God, I'm not asking this question. Sorry. That was just, <laughs> it was morbid. That's, oh, gosh. Uh, oh, yeah, it was like, oh, that's not a good news question. Some of the stuff in here you just never know. So, okay, one's got what one. What would you do in the apocalypse? One was rejected. <laughs> Oh, here you go. This is a great question for you guys. So who in your life inspires you to be better? Oh, I'll go first. The person that inspires me the most to be better is Carl. He's (laughs) yes, he's so supportive and he just helps me to be the best person that I can be. And then he helps me to see that I am being the best person that I can be. Wow, Carl. Are you blushing? Yeah, I guess <laughs> I am. I'm, and if you know me, you know I'm blushing. <laughs> so my answer is similar. It's definitely Chelsea. She always keeps me in, uh, in check and helps level me out if I have uh, extreme thoughts or, or maybe not you know, detailed enough. She puts me in line, helps me, helps me stay on my path. Yep. <laughs> Isn't it awesome that it, that y'all can do that? And I, I don't know. I'd love to know. Does it help knowing that person's on your side? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely, definitely. it does. Yeah, and you know, and it's it's sometimes like if I'm just really intense and freaking out about something, and then he's the calm one and the level-headed one, and that that energy is shared and vice versa. If he's thinking more extreme than I am, then like I mentioned, we balance each other out. Yeah. And we're not afraid to, you know, keep each other in check too. You have to be honest with each other and not just you yeah. know, let each other get away with whatever. So we keep each other in check, you know, minor things like how you should deal with personal issues with other people, things like that. And yeah. I think or it's even always whenever we're dealing with have, work. Yeah, yeah or work things. You have to have a good confidant, you know, uh, person to kind of fall back on. Say, am I taking this too far, or maybe not far enough? Mm, that's really good. Yeah, I, he's my loyal rock. 
That's a, that's really awesome to hear. And I, it makes me think too of something I've kind of been contemplating lately is the difference between a friend and an ally. And I realize how much I appreciate my allies as much as my friends, because it's nice to have that word just in itself implies something different. Um, and like with Michelle, uh, similar to you guys, it's like, she's definitely my friend, but she's, I, I really truly believe she's my ally because that because my an ally um will be with you even when you're like probably not being a good friend but they're like yeah but there's they're really, yeah. they're my ally so you know I'm going to give them a break here and and we'll get through this together I mean a friend will do that too but there's something about an ally and I it's been making me think about yes. her in a different way through that lens like is is my spouse my ally and who else are my allies you know yeah, it's almost yep. like you know that they will love you whole heart and soul, even when the moment comes when they don't actually like you. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly right. Because sometimes a friend will not like you and then not be your friend anymore. I mean, that's happened to me yeah. before. And I go, well, yeah. I love friendship. But then you go, well, they weren't my friend in the first place. And it's like, eh, no, that's not true. They were your friend, but just now it's not there anymore because they couldn't go with you through this thing. Uh, and there's different levels of friendship. But yeah, an ally is somebody that's like, yeah, Oren did some dumb stuff for about three years, but you know what? I'm going to I'm going to be there for him still, you know, because I'm not with him every day, but I'm still his ally ultimately. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Love this conversation. Okay, so we got another question. Um and this is really relevant to what we've been talking about actually. Uh new habits you'd like to form. Hmm. Carl. <laughs> Let's see here. Bunch of new habits. One new habit is probably being more accessible to friends and family. I've grown, you know, through these, especially the past couple of years since we've gotten into Stellar and especially Stellar, I've kind of switched more into a work mode. Mm. I'm always, you know, working, thinking of that next thing that we need to do, how to keep this going, keep that going, and probably let friendships kind of slide a bit and, you know, family relationship slide. So I think I'm going to make more of a habit to being more connected with the people I love. That's great. I like that too. That That's really wonderful. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, I don't know, with myself, I feel like I want to be um, – more present. You know, I, I talk about present moment awareness and being just, I don't know, um, able to know that moment and how you're feeling within it. But during this time, it's almost like you're letting your mind wander away and letting other stresses and worries and things like that um, weigh on your chest, and then it's making you look at, as I mentioned before, the perspective of everything, what's most important. And then from there, letting go of the things that aren't important and just putting yourself in a more motivated, more inspirational place. Yeah. Those are both really great, and I think they kind of go together even, too. 
you know, being, being present for those that you love. It's maybe I I can relate to both of those things. And, uh, I guess I would almost have similar answers. I mean, it's going to make me reflect here and y'all say that, you know, that's something almost in a way, I guess I can see myself maybe trying to do that with this show. Cause I've got to really think about this show right now and what can I do with it? You know, what can I do with it and how can I reach out to people that I care about? And, and honestly, even the two of you, like, have I let y'all know that I care about you? You know what I'm saying? Like y'all were on the show and we've known each other and all that, but have I, let you know that I appreciate you and have I let you know that I appreciate what you've done for the community and what I think of you. And I've, I've just made me look back at everybody that's been on this show and go, you know, have I been present for those people? Did I, did I, do they know I love them? I love that. I think that's so wonderful. And, and there's so many times that you just, you almost take it for granted that people will know what you're thinking. Yeah. But and we're always so quick to criticize or to say something um, maybe negative or just get our point across. But when somebody does something good, tell them. When somebody touches you in a special way, let them know. Pick each other up and let them know that they are appreciated. Yeah. And that's what your show is doing. That's so you're, you know, in essence, you know, letting your friends know just by offering this show that you care about them because it's, you know, it's like a gift. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the only tool I've got right now. I mean, I I can't, like I was telling somebody the other day, I said, nobody's doing any fundraisers for advertising people. You know, nobody's going to save the advertisers. They're hurting right now. It's like. I've going, okay, well, I, I created this show to be an outlet for me because I felt suffocated in advertising and I wanted to use those tools in a different way. And I honest, honest to goodness, I I'm so glad I did. And that I've kind of found my legs and know what I'm doing with it a little more now, because otherwise I wouldn't be able to sit here and reach out to you and go, Hey, let's make this happen. It would be such a huge chore and I probably wouldn't do it. So it almost, it's nice for me now to feel more comfortable in the role you know, because I'm like you, Carl, looking at somebody through a video camera and hearing my voice and all this. This was not my nature to do, you know. So yeah. I, I'm glad that there was that good year or so ahead of this event because now I can go, okay, I have this tool and I can use it in a different way than I've ever done before, you know. Yeah, it's almost yeah. a preparation for this time here because this now is when this type of thing is needed. Yeah, well, I and hope folks so. get to go back and listen to the you know all your back, back yeah. episodes. Yeah, and, they, and 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 hopefully when this is all over, they will have met people that they want to go meet in person, you know, or interact with their businesses yeah. or their organizations. Well, you guys have it's one great for business. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. For, I mean, you, you know, can to talk get about... to know other guys. All right, this one fits too, guys. This is funny. Another question that is relative to is relative to one of your businesses in a way. So your third and final question from the fishbowl is coffee table books or a book that you'd like to see exist. What's a book that would be awesome in Stellar Bean? Just a good coffee table book that's perfect for Stellar Bean. I have one. So my perfect coffee table book for Stella Beans would be the Pink Floyd History. Nice. Big oh, that's big, a good one. Big, you know, the big coffee table books. Oh, that's yeah. what I'd like. Big fold-out yeah. double spreads and all that stuff. Yeah, I guess I should have said something like, you know, a big Buddha uh, quote book or something. But, yeah, Pink Floyd. 
You know, Jonah got a gift. He got, and I got one from Back for Back to the Future, uh, which I cherish this thing. I love it. I'll still go through it. Even though I flipped through it a hundred times, I, I just go through it and find things every time. But I'm sure y'all have seen these big coffee table books for bands or whatever, and it'll have like reprints of tickets or posters yeah. oh, and they're yeah. like folded in there and like little replicas of like coins or tokens or whatever. I love those things so much, man. So you can hold yeah, the definitely. item in your hand, you know? Yeah, yeah you that's cool. I have one more coffee table book for Chelsea's. Uh, also, Jim Ferguson, uh, artist, oh, local yeah. artist. He has a nice coffee table book that we actually have at Stellar. So when this is over, come buy one of his coffee table books. Oh, is it for they have they have yes. them for sale? Are y'all selling them at your shop? Yeah. Oh, well, that's yeah, cool. It's, all, it's uh, I can't remember the name. I think it's called Making a Scene, something like that. But it's all scenes from old movies, Gremlins, Goonies, stuff like that. Well, I didn't realize he had a coffee table book. I've yeah, seen, I mean, it's not a huge one, but I call it coffee table. Yeah, book. sure. I, I've seen his artwork. I love pictures. that. I didn't yeah. know he had a book. That's actually good. We'll plug for him. Yeah, That's actually cool. Yep. Yeah, for the book that I think uh, we would love to have at Stellar Beans is, I know there was a long time ago, we had bought this um, pack of cards, and it was a game where you would ask people questions. Um, nothing like politics and religion, just different things to get to know either the person you're sitting with, whether you know them or not. Something like what's your favorite color? What kind of car do you drive? You know, just worldly questions. And somebody took off with that little box of cards. So if there was a big coffee table book of questions to get to know your neighbor and ways to connect with each other. Yeah. There's, it's interesting cool. that you bring that up. There is a book, and I loaned it out to somebody, and now that I'm thinking about it, I need to get it back because <laughs> I love this book. <laughs> it's called 3,000 3, Questions About Me, and oh. it's a wonderful book. I'm sure you can find it anywhere. I think I got it at Books A Million, but I've seen it at other places. But it's a red book, and it's got white letters on it, and it's it's not super thick, but it's just three. It's literally 3,000 really great questions and there you can either use it for yourself to be introspective or you could have a conversation with others and i'm not going to lie actually for a while when i was trying to build this show and this fishbowl up every week i would open it up and put it in my scanner and scan the pages and then cut those up like little fortune cookies and stick in here so some of the questions from that book are actually in this fishbowl but it's oh, a it's, wow. y'all should get a copy if i when this is all said and done i'll get you guys a copy as a gift for doing this and i'll, I'll bring it to your shop because it's kind of right to exactly awesome. what you're talking about chelsea oh you rock cool. thank you so much yeah don't let me forget that promise because i i think it would be <laughs> awesome people would love that when we when we can all touch we books again <laughs> yeah you have, yes. you have you have the receipts <laughs> <laughs> this has been really a lot of fun and as i've told the other people who've allowed me this time with them um during all of this it's honestly refreshing you know to just uh connect with other people you know i know that my family is here and i know i, I love them and i'm they're probably sick of me to some degree but uh yeah this is a help for me mentally honestly to just connect with people this way and, and y'all to have these deep conversations and honestly i think it's going to be help with to, for other people because we touched on some topics that i know are probably clawing at some other people too. Awesome. We, really we had appreciate a blast. you having us. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, Thanks definitely. for making the time. Uh, is there anything that y'all want to say about your businesses or any kind of message for the community that you want to share before we wrap this up? Uh, well, with the yoga center, we are currently, um, 
doing our online videos, and then we'll even have some beginner portions of videos for people to be able to do from home. And then when we get Stellar Beans up and going again, we'll even have some um, roasted beans for sale. And Carl could probably tell you a little bit more about that. Yeah, we're well, we're just fixing to start roasting our own for uh, just selling out of the store here. So hopefully once all this is over, we'll have all of our equipment in place and we'll start roasting our own beans and moving forward. Just we'll need all, you know, community's help to get back to a good point. Oh, that's great. We'll make it. That's great. I love hearing that. I, one of my favorite new shows that came out of the Disney plus thing was jeff goldblum's show and it's wonderful if y'all haven't seen it by the way it's just great i haven't seen it no you'll love it there's one about meditation that you guys should watch it's really good i mean he's got a great personality but y'all should check it out but there's one about coffee too and that coffee episode was fascinating and i'd never cared about roasted beans until i watched that episode and i went wow it really opened my There's mind. There's a lot into to, it, huh? Yeah, like how many people, and, and it's exciting, honestly, to hear that y'all are doing that. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah well, we're looking forward roasting, to having. Uh, once I started roasting our own beans, you could tell the the taste quality right away. I do small batch now, just you know, roast them on my own, and but the taste is so much better. They're not burnt. You could get it, you know, right where you want it. And you get that good freshness day, two or three days after roast, the peak flavor. So yeah, we're look, we're real excited about uh, yeah, hitting that off real big when we get back. So and we're going to try to do all organic coffee. There are a fair lot trade. of farm, yeah, fair trade organic coffee. Awesome. Uh, there's a lot of uh, world roasters that can't afford to actually get officially certified fair trade and organic so for the most part we're going to try to keep that up but we also don't we want to buy from some of the smaller farms like we're doing so every now and again that may not be officially you know organic or something like that but sure just to support those smaller farms great but yeah, other than that yeah We'll definitely be looking forward to having uh, the peace and serenity side over at the yoga center and the Lake Charles's living room open and ready soon at Stellar Beans. Oh, thank you all so much for, for sticking it out. I know it's, I know that you will, and I know whatever comes of this, y'all are going to make the best out of it, and I, I appreciate that. It's good to know that you know, y'all have that positive attitude and that hope. And I think that that, I think other small businesses, I hope will listen to this and they'll get that. And maybe if they don't have that already, they'll, they'll get some of that from hearing you guys talk about it openly. Thanks for listening to my beacon series conversation with Carl and Chelsea Boudreaux. If you found something of use in this conversation, consider helping me spread the good news by supporting Find the Good News at patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. I thank you for pressing play.